0: We started a series last week on how to stand in faith. Our foundational scripture is Ephesians chapter 6, so I want you to turn there, and we'll just launch off right there in Ephesians chapter 6. Faith is so important. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Really, God is pleased because he's gracious. He's always disposed to show you favor. He wants to bless you. But he's unable to get anything over to you if you're not in faith. You must take hold and receive through faith what he's given you by his grace. You started that when you got saved. It's the same way that you receive everything. And I'm telling you, in these last days, the preparation phase of walking in faith is so important. We saw last week, I'll just read it to you, in Ephesians 6.10, now you got to understand every theologian that's worth anything agrees that the book of Ephesians, it's a masterpiece. It is the most concise collection of doctrinal truth that Paul wrote. And this was the last letter that he wrote to the church. Now, he wrote a couple letters, one to Timothy, one to Titus, uh, ministers that he was in relationship with. But this is the last letter. It's a circular letter. It is to be, was to be passed out to all the churches. But he, out of everything he said, he comes to verse 10 in chapter 6, and he says, Finally, my brethren. He's saying, Now, here's the most important thing that I'm going to say. If you don't get anything else, get this. In the Greek, the most important thing at hand, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That word might means ability. You be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, of his ability. You are never to be strong in yourself. It'll be impossible for you to walk by faith if you're going on your own strength. You can't do it the only way that you could be strong in the lord and in the power of his might daniel reveals a little bit in daniel eleven thirty-two. 32 he says those that know their god shall be strong and shall do exploits that word exploits means they'll do things beyond their ability guys you and i in a very short period of time are going to be standing face to face with the King of kings and Lord of lords, our great Redeemer. And we're going to give an account for our life. It's, our life is so short here on the earth. And, and our life is to make an eternal footprint in this earth. Your life, you are made to yield the precious fruit of this earth. People, to be a light. Well, you can't give what you don't have. You can't take somebody someplace you haven't been. So I'm telling you, the God of heaven wants you filled to overflowing so that now you can go out and just overflow on people. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Now this word put on, it literally, again, the King James translator said put on. It's it's the Greek word enduo. It means to be endued with. Like on the day of Pentecost, those people in the upper room were endued with power from on high when the Holy Spirit came upon them. In the same way, we're to put on the whole armor of God so that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we learned last week what those wiles were. Remember the tennis balls with the paper, right? He throws thoughts blow after blow after blow against your mind for he wants to penetrate your mind so now he can deceive you he can play mind games he can make you things very confusing when they're not he can make you who already have the victory make you believe that you're just a human being and that you're losing when all the time you have the victory so see we know we're not we're, we we know how he comes at us that word wiles to travel down one road one way. He comes against every one of us one way. He comes against your mind and he throws thoughts to try to penetrate them. He's trying to get you to take a thought and it'll reduce your strength if you take the thought. How you take a thought is you say it. So you'll be in a situation and all of a sudden this circumstance looks like there is no way that this is going to work out. And when you're looking at it, there's no way this is going to work out. What does he do? While you're looking at it, he's throwing thoughts. You can't do this. You don't know what to do. You feel like a failure because you are a failure. You can't do this. And then, if you don't start talking, you'll start noticing. He'll start talking faster. You can't do it. You're a failure. This is not going to work out. This is going to hurt you. What's he trying to do to get you to take the thought to all of a sudden you look at your wife and go, man, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. This is just not going to work out. So now he just got somebody who's been given authority by God in the earth and and now he understands this law that you will have what you say, that life and death is in the power of your tongue. Now he's got you saying, man, I can't do this. It's not going to work out. That's how it works. In the book of Job, Moses, the author of Job, said, When I'm in the presence of my enemies, I will cover my mouth. I'll bridle my tongue. Well, are we in the presence of our enemies? Oh, yeah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It goes on to say, You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. See, oh yeah, we have an enemy, but he's defeated. And and the only way he could defeat you is if you let him. But no, we're not going to be strong in ourselves. Isn't it better to be strong in the Lord? Because then how strong are you? Well, how strong is God? The Bible says he's all-powerful. I love what he said to Moses. Moses is going, hey, who do I tell the children of Israel said, sent me? You tell him, Moses, that I am that I am. What that means is that I am anything that you will ever need in every situation. (laughs) That's who we are in. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, that that you may be be able to stand face to face with the enemy. See, as you're led by the Spirit of God, as you walk in the Word of God, The Holy Spirit will always, through the Word of God, through bringing revelation of His Word, always keep you ahead of the devil. He'll never be able to sneak up and take you out from behind. The Word of God, as you put on the whole armor of God, which is Bible knowledge, revealed Bible knowledge, it keeps you face-to-face with your enemy. So if He's coming at you this way, you're face-to-face, always he can never sneak up on you the holy spirit but see what this is all about preparing to stand it says we got to be able to stand we got to put on the whole armor of god so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil why because we don't wrestle against people we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities powers against rulers of the darkness of this world Against spiritual wickedness in high places or heavenly places. That literally means the air below the mountains. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Tomorrow, Satan's coming. He's going to try to trick you. He's going to try to get you to live on a lower level. He's going to try to get you to walk out of your flesh and not out of your spirit, to be led by outward things and not by inward things, to be satisfied by outward things, not by inward things. He's going to try to get you to live as a mere man. Don't do that. That's not who you are. You are a world overcomer because you've been born of God. That's what 1 John tells us. What's the victory? How do we overcome the world with our faith? Of course, it's our faith that he's given us, or you could say it's his faith, right? So let's keep going with this. It says, what do we do next? Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and now this is what I want you to see, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. And I don't need to go through the rest of it because what it does is it's telling you exactly how to put on the armor and all this other stuff. We talked about that last week. But having done all to stand, stand. People fail in their walk of faith because they're not prepared to stand. Smith Wigglesworth made a statement. I've never liked it. And I've really never liked it when I've walked in it. If you wait to get in faith, when after the battles are you're already in the battle many times it's too late so here's the thing we are not talking about having faith events right we don't do that we walk by faith we live by faith so that means i live my life jesus is my lord and i live my life with the word of god first place in my life i understand this is the only way that i know god Right? This is how I will know him. He reveals himself to me by the Holy Spirit, revealing the Word of God. I get to know God. So as I'm meditating in this Word, as I meditate in it day and night, I keep it before my eyes, I give it my undivided attention, I keep it in the midst of my heart, and as I meditate in it, as I mutter it, that's what that word meditate means, as I say it over and over, well, what do I say? You know, I'm reading the Bible And all of a sudden, a scripture jumps out at me. That's the Holy Spirit going, hey, this is the one I want you to start meditating on because I'm going to show this to you and it's going to give you an answer for your life. So you start meditating on it. Father, I thank you that by your stripes I was healed, that you've redeemed me from the curse of the law, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that you always cause me to triumph in christ and that all your promises are in christ yes and in christ so be it unto me so i'm meditating on that now what happens now psalm 119 130 happens down on the inside of me the holy spirit's down there and he opens the word of god the entrance or the opening of your words gives light so that light shines through my spirit into my soulish realm into my mind and now i see what i didn't see before before i might have seen all i'm looking at is the symptoms in my body or what i'm facing but now i see the answer i see that i already possess the victory the entrance of his word gives light and now I can see something. And his word now will become a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It will show me how to walk it out. He will guide me into all the truth. This is how this, is how this happens. This is how we walk by faith. Having done all to stand, stand. So if you'll notice as you're walking with the Lord, you're going to be ready for your next challenge and your next battle. And your life is founded upon the word. So when the storms of life beat against your house, you're not weak. You're strong in him, which means it doesn't matter how big the storm is. It's nothing compared to him. And it, your house won't be moved. So tonight, you got to know this. There are so many christian fig trees there's so many of them they got these really nice healthy leaves on them but there is no fruit and there's no fruit because they don't know him because they're not in the word you know let me come on clear record tonight if this is not first place in your life you won't even know your path You'll never be ready for a battle and you won't ever find out who you are because you find out how, who you are as you get to know who he is. See, God set this up. This is the mystery of the gospel. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Here is the gospel message. The good news is, hey, Mr. Ungodly, Mrs. Ungodly, every person who's ever lived, who's fallen short, the God of heaven, the righteous judge of all the earth, all you have to do to be declared righteous and be in relationship with him is simply believe his word. I believe he sent his son Jesus who died for my sin. I believe he rose Jesus from the dead and I believe Jesus is seated on the right hand of God. I believe that with all my heart and now I confess because I believe that, I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord. And when I say that, guess what? I'm born into his family. I'm in him now and nothing can, ta- nothing can touch me unless I let it. You, I'm telling you guys, it's time. If you're, if, if, if you're not there, forget everything else and just start reading your Bible. Start listening to anointed teaching. Get planted in a church. Start going to Bible studies. Dive into the word. If you have a big decision in your life, the, the answer is not to try to figure it out. You'll guess wrong. I, I mean, you might, you might guess right for five years. You might even guess right for 20 years. But all roads apart from him don't lead to life. It all leads to destruction. And you don't want to waste 20 years, right? You don't want him to steal. You don't want to have, have been what the world would call successful... What God would say is nothing because you might have a house, you might have all this money, you might have all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, when the enemy's coming, you don't know how to stand against it. See, God wants you to be ready so you can stand here and go, I will not ever die of cancer. I'm not going to die of a heart attack. He will not steal my life. I mean, you have to say that in faith because, listen, our bodies are subject to sickness and disease. We live in an unredeemed world, but we have God's Word that will protect us, that will uphold us, that'll heal our body, that'll strengthen us, that'll cause us to walk in divine health and divine life so that when viruses attack our body, they can't stay. When, see, poverty and lack, we think of that as no money. No, no, no. Poverty and lack, those are two really deceptive spirits. And they'll never stop messing with you until you mess with them with the word of God. Until you stand up in your authority in the name of Jesus and say, I bind you, poverty and lack. I shut you down. I live under the blessing of Abraham. I live in an eternal jubilee. Debts, you've got to go. Father, I thank you. You open doors that no man can shut. You make me the head and not the tail. It's him. It's the word that does the work. I'm at rest. I'm not doing the work. The word's gonna do the work for me. Right. It's how you're gonna live for all eternity. You might as well learn how to do it now, because right now we have an enemy out there. Right. Right? right? This is like this is like boot camp. But we already won. Right? right. So here we go. Having done all to stand, stand. So now go over to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Let's look at this. Paul writing to the Romans says this For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the For it, the gospel of Christ, is what? Is the power of God unto salvation. Wow. Unto healing. Unto wholeness. Unto deliverance. Unto prosperity. All those words is what the Greek word salvation means. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation but it's only the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes it. See, the power, there's so much power here, it can change the whole world. It can change your body, it can change your life, it could change your family, but only if you believe it. In this earth, people don't realize the decision they make with God is the number one decision in their life. I mean, it sets your course for eternity, because you're an eternal being, right? It sets everything. It is the power of God and the salvation to everyone believe who believes to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Now, what what Paul is he's dealing with? A, he's writing to a Gentile church. He knows these Jewish Judaizers are going to be coming. I'm going to try to tell him, hey, listen, don't listen to that Paul guy. Okay, you could have Jesus, but you got to keep the law of Moses. The whole book of Romans is how that we've been justified, simply by believing that Jesus, what the Word says about Jesus. So that's why he says that. But then he says in verse 17, For therein, therein what? Therein, inside of the gospel of Christ, Right? is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. If you See, Jesus was made to be sin so that you would be made the righteousness of God in Him. But the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel of Christ as you walk out the gospel from faith To faith. So see, if you don't walk by faith, you'll never know that you've been made righteous. You'll never really know what that means. You'll think you're just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, no, that's not true. You were an old sinner, but that old sinner died. And now you're born again. You're new. You're free. No past. You got to know that. Because knowing that you've been declared righteous and made new is what keeps you out of sin it's what causes you to walk holy it's what causes you to walk in love it's what causes you to get to know him because he loves you so much but it's revealed from faith to faith so as i simply walk by faith i face something i have the word of god in my heart and in my mouth and i declare it and i see that thing change on the outside to come in line with the word of god then i it's reveals to me the righteousness of God. It keeps me humble because it makes me realize that I am who I am by the grace of God. It's not me. It's the Word working in my life. Do you see that? And it's revealed. So God wants you to live by faith, to walk by faith, and constantly be living in a revelation knowledge of His Word so that you're walking intimately with him and it's being revealed to you all the time that you are the righteousness of god but from faith to faith you face something that's much bigger than you you face something when you mess up and you think that you just deserve to be all messed up and all of a sudden you repent and you get your act together and and you see victory in that area and you're just like wow God is so good. So this is how it works. From faith to faith. Then it finishes, just as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Wow. See, this is is the prescription for hearing the word of God. You walk by faith. As you walk by faith, that that by default means you're living, you're walking constantly, hearing the Word of God. The Holy Spirit's bringing revelation to your heart. It's amazing. A believer will start growing just a little bit. And you can tell they start thinking they know everything. And they start coming to church, and they start looking at situations and they really feel like, well, I'm, I know this, and I think this person needs to do this, and that person needs to do this. Y- you feel like just going danger because you're getting your eyes off Jesus. You're, getting, you're, you're, you're looking at the wrong thing, and now you're not working out your own salvation. You're working out everybody else's. Pretty soon you'll be manipulating, gossiping, lying, doing all this stuff that's in your flesh. And it'll all lead to destruction. And you don't have to walk in any of it because you're not made to. But you don't keep yourself. He keeps you. See, that's what's really, really good news. So now let's keep looking at this. The just shall live by faith. So I want to show you an example. Let's look at Abraham's example. It's in Romans chapter 4. And I'm going to start reading in verse 16. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16. You guys doing okay? Man, I'm telling you, we're talking about faith to receive. Faith that receives. You want to lay hold of everything God's provided for you. You need to. People need to look at your life and go, Man, there's such strength. There's such peace. There's such blessing in your life. I'm looking at you. There's no way that's you. You're like, you're right. It's just because God loves me. I'm telling you, people will say, well, I just don't believe in that God stuff. You could literally, what what would be great is for you to look at them and go, well, I got to tell you this. Just keep watching my life. I'll show you God as I walk through life. As I face the next storm coming up in my life, I'm not afraid of it. To be honest with you, I run to it. But I run to it in my God who's already given me the victory. I'll never be taken out. I'm not diminishing. I'm only going up. Amen. Wouldn't it be a great witness? Hey, you want to know about God? Just, just, just hang around me. I'll show you God. Because I'm anything? Oh, no, no, no. No, this is I've just chosen him. He's already chosen me. Right? So let's look at this. Verse 16, chapter 4 of Romans... Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And then he says, as it is written, now he's going to quote Genesis seventeen five. As it is written, God said to Abram, I have made you a father of many nations. Now God said this to Abram when he had no children. God calls you a world overcomer. I I think that maybe God might see something maybe that we don't see. But God can't lie, so this has to be true. Right? So let's keep going with this. Before him whom he believed, even God, who is God who quickens the dead, he brings dead things to life, thank God, and calls those things which be not as though they were. The language of God, the language of faith, it calls things that be not as though they were. I have sickness in my body and faith will say by his stripes, I am healed. Actually, it'll say even I was healed. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. Well, why can I do that? Well, God says I'm healed. Yeah, but my body's saying I'm sick. Well, I'm, I'm going to believe God. And hide and watch. My, simply the fact that I'm believing in God, my faith, We'll get god involved and now that sickness and that disease has to bow to who i am in christ it has to leave my body why because god said it not because i said it but because he said it right so it says here who against hope talking about abraham believing for children when he was very old who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now look at verse 19. And being not weak in faith. Okay, so here's a test question. If you're not weak in faith, what does that mean? You're strong in faith. So in other words, Abraham is strong in faith. And being not weak in faith, Or you could say it this way, being strong in faith, what did he do? He considered not his own body now dead. Okay, so he's 100 years old, and the Bible says he didn't consider his body now dead, which means he couldn't, his body was dead. It's like the equipment's not working. You getting what I'm saying? Right? Right? neither the deadness of sarah's womb she's 90 she couldn't have kids when she was young now her body's dead she can't conceive being strong in faith abraham did not consider that god doesn't want you move from outside things he wants you move from inside things have you ever been or are you in now a situation that looks like there's no way when you're in that situation, see what the word says. Amen. So he was strong in faith. He didn't consider. Now this word consider literally means he didn't closely observe his body now dead. It didn't say he ignored it. Oh, I can't look at myself. I can't look at, no. No, he never, he never closely observed it. What do people do when they get diagnosed with something? They jump on their computer Man, they just research that sucker, right? They know everything about it. They tell everybody about it, right? And pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Well, if somebody says that to you, say, I sure will, and walk away, and don't pray that they get healed. Don't, don't go to the Father. Well, Father, can you please heal them? You know why? Because he won't hear that. Because he's already provided healing. Yeah. You pray for them. You pray for them that they'll see what his word says, that they'll grab hold of it, right? And receive it. So, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at this. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief the only way that you can stagger at the promise of god is through unbelief well what is unbelief it's where you choose i will not believe what god says i know he says he's provided healing but i won't believe that do you know how many people are there i i I refuse pastor I refuse, here I am, a pastor of thousands of people, I refuse to believe that God heals everybody because my grandmother died and I really loved her and she was a godly woman. You're choosing. See, the unbelief, it comes, it's through unbelief that you stagger. This word stagger means to oppose. It means to differ or contend with. It means to try to stand in two places, to try to be in two minds, of two minds. What does that mean? I hear about the word that... that I'm healed, and I'm like, oh, praise God, I'm healed. Then the pain hits my body. Oh, shoot, I must not have got it. And then I, then I get around friends, and I'm like, get pumped up, and I hang around Pastor Edwin, and he gives me 800 scriptures about how I am healed. And then I'm just like, wow, that's awesome. I, by the time I get in my car, then I turn on the Christian radio station that talks about, oh, God, although I'm sick and dying, I still love you with all my heart. And, and I'm singing to that song. Though you slay me, yet I'll praise you right you give and take away you're quoting things that job said wrong about god and you're worshiping god god's up there going hey where's my where's my headphones i need to hear something different right right heavenly pods instead of air pods right no no see we we can't differ or contend with how do we do that we differ and contend with the word through unbelief what is unbelief at its core Listen, here is, here is the reality of everybody's life. Either you choose to believe or you choose not to believe. Belief is simply a choice. It's not a feeling. I choose. I have made a decision to choose to believe God. Abram's situation, God comes to Abram in Genesis chapter 12. And God says, Abram, Get out of where you are, cut all ties with your family, and go to a place where I show you and I'll make you rich. By Genesis 13, we, say, we see that Abraham's financially rich. By Genesis 15, he's talking to God and he's like, God, you know, this is great that you bless my life so much, but I have no heir. And this Eliezer, Eliezer of Damascus is going to inherit everything that you blessed me with. And he's asking God, he's like, is this going to come through another? And God tells him in Genesis 15, he says, no, Abram. He says, no, your, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through your loins, through your seed. You are going to have a child. And then he says, Abraham, come here, check this out. If you, can you count all these stars In the Hebrew language, I got to tell you, it really seems like God's there. Like God's taking, putting his arm around him, go, come here, Abraham. Come here, Abram. I haven't changed your name yet. Come here, Abram. Look up at these stars. Can you count these stars? Oh my gosh, no. You won't be able to count your seed either. That's going to come from your body. And Abraham, what did he do? Now this is probably, he'd been walking with God with 10 to 12 years. And Abraham chose To believe God and when he chose to believe God it was accounted unto him for righteousness so now we go several more years here and now here we are being not weak in faith or being strong in faith he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither the deadness of Sarah's womb he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but how was he strong in faith He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. How are you going to be strong in faith? By walking around going, Father, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. I thank you that my heart is healed, that my my knee works perfectly. I thank you, Father, that cancer can't live in my body. I thank you that I'm going to live and not die and declare your works. I've been redeemed from sickness and disease. I've been redeemed from poverty and lack. You just keep giving him glory. That's how you stay strong in faith. If you ever stop giving him glory or thanking him, you know why you stop that? It's because you don't see it. You always say what you see. If you want to know where you're at spiritually, just check your mouth. Get Get a recorder, do it on your phone, just record what you say all day. And you'll go, wow. I never talk about God. I never quote a scripture. It's because you're not in faith. You're completely depleted, which means you're completely flesh ruled. Don't get bummed out about it. Rejoice that you finally figured that out and jump back and start filling the tank because God will never get down on you. He'll be just all excited. He's like, okay, he sees it. That's awesome. Let's go. Forget all this junk that you're in now. I'll get you out of all of it. Give it all to me and let's just go. We got to win the world we got it we i've got something i want to show you some things take you some places that you're going to love god doesn't get down on you so don't get down on yourself because if you get down on yourself it'll keep you out does that make sense i mean can we just be real how many of you have ever missed it i mean i got to hold up both hands right i mean we're all holding up everything yeah i mean it's just like wow Has God ever yelled at you for messing up? No, No, never. He always just says, hey, forget that. Give all the junk to me and let's go. Let's forget the past. You're my child. Just because you're doing unrighteous acts, that doesn't mean you're unrighteous. But because you're righteous, if you ever realize who you are, you won't do them anymore. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He staggered not. God asked Abraham the question that changed his life forever. He says, Abram, is anything too hard for me? And, and when it clicked with Abram. And he went, nope, nothing's too hard for you. And man, I'm telling you, you see a man who just stagger not from that point it's awesome and it's the same thing you need to realize what god says about you is true he loves you he made you new you have a covenant with him he sees you in christ you're righteous you're a world overcomer you're not somebody who's blown it a million times to him he sees you in christ And if you'll let the Holy Spirit reveal the Word of God to you because you put it first, He'll show you who you are, and you'll see it. And when you see who you are, you'll never go back. This isn't a religion. This is a relationship with the God of the universe who came looking for us. Don't try to clean yourself up. Don't try to be good enough. Jesus already made you good enough. He already cleaned you up. Just let God walk you into it. This is so important. So let's go over here to Romans chapter 10. Look at what this says. Verse 6 of Romans chapter 10. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks this way. What does the righteousness which is of faith say? In other words, you could read this. What do I say because I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ? What do I say? Look at what it says. The word is near me. See, when you realize that you've been declared righteous by faith, you'll know that God is near you, that the word is near you. This isn't a faraway thing. But where is it? The word is in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith which we're preaching see the righteousness which is of faith will speak the word out of your mouth that you have in your heart so you have to get the word in your heart that's why if 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 number one thing in your life is not is not getting the word yeah but pastor i'm just so busy i'm not like you i I, you know you only work a couple times a couple times a week and Of course, you just have all the time in the world to get in the Word every day. No, and and you don't understand, I work. I actually work a job. You might not know what that is because you're in the ministry, but I work a job, right? I have babies, I have kids, I have this, I have that. No, no, you gotta, this has to be first. But I got news for you. You have the greatest time manager who's ever lived in history on the inside of you. He's called the Holy Spirit. I know. You know, back in my previous life, when I was working 80 to 100 hours a week, guess what? I was still in the Word. And I was still growing. And you can too. God would never, He's not unjust. So the righteousness of which is a faith always speaks the Word of God out of its mouth that it believes in its heart. And then it goes on to say, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. See, that's how we got saved, right? That's the same way that you receive everything. Because he goes on in verse 10 saying, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confession. Homo logeo is the Greek word. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but as the mouth says about whatever situation you're in, if it says what God says, now that's how it all comes to pass in my life. So you could read it this way For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, I can say confession is made unto salvation. Confession is made unto prosperity. Confession is made unto healing. Confession is made unto deliverance. Confession is made unto wholeness. All of these things, that's how it works. That's how the righteousness which is of faith works. For the scripture saith, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed this greek word means shamed disgrace and dishonored underneath if you study the greek word in the literal greek you could even translate this word word fail for the scripture said whosoever believeth on him shall not ever fail you could translate it that way I love that Greek, that that whole Greek word if you study it out. You gotta study the etymology of it, but that's it literally means that. You'll not be disgraced, you'll not be shamed, you'll not be dishonored because you never fail. That's literally what it means. Isn't that awesome? Aren't you glad you came to church tonight? Then it says this in verse 12: for there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Basically, we're all in the same boat, every human being. For the same Lord over all is rich. That means he's more than enough. To who? Unto all that call upon him. It doesn't matter who you are. If you can fog a mirror, if you call on God, he is rich. He's more than enough. Which means if you call on him because you need ten of something, you can't get ten because he's more than enough. You'll get twelve or eleven. It can't be just what you need because he's more than enough. Why is he more than enough? Because he doesn't want just you blessed. Remember, the blessing of Abraham is you're blessed to be a blessing. So if I need $10,000, I'm going to get $12,000 and then God's going to leave me probably to give $2,000 to somebody else to get them started on this thing. Because I'm not living for myself and I'm not living by myself you see that? I'm a believer. For whosoever, now he's going to explain how it works. We did a whole series called the formula of faith on this. For, the, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means whoever calls on him gets the result. They're saved. But then how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? See, if you don't believe the word of God you won't call my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge it literally means they're silenced and taken into a place of destruction because they don't know they have no revealed knowledge if you're not walking in revelation knowledge of the word of god you won't call You'll be trying to work it out. You'll sit at home and think, why am I, why is this not working out? Why is, and you know, and then the enemy will be sure to, you know, you'll turn on the TV set and and you'll have, you know, reverend doubt and unbelief telling you this, you know, right? (laughs) Reverend symptom. He's going to tell you all about your symptoms and how God's teaching you something with it. And he'll, you'll run into people and, oh, you know, I'm so, I know it's just really hard. But God, if you'll look to him and believe him, you'll speak. How can they call if they don't believe? Choose to believe him tonight. I know know I'm preaching to the choir. How shall they believe on him and who they've not heard? You have to hear. There's only one person that will cause you to hear, and that's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that brings revelation of this word to you, and he only brings revelation of his word to those that want it. To those that meditate in it day and night. I mean, you could read your chapter every day, and you know you, you, you're you're almost in a coma because you worked fourteen hours, and you're thinking, oh geez, I gotta I gotta read my Bible before I go to bed because you know I just I gotta be a good Christian. Wow, that sounds a lot like works. If if Jesus was could re- reveal himself to you and say, hey, why don't you just go to bed, and then get up early tomorrow and give me the first five minutes of your day instead of the last so that I, so I could make it so that you could hear some of this. There's a big difference between listening and hearing. People in church, man, you start talking about money. Some people just get mad, right? They just get mad. Well, what is that? You just reveal to yourself. You're, you're all about what you want. Well, I just believe it's this way. Okay. Now, if I was hearing it is written and you had three or four scriptures, that's great, but you never hear that. Don't you tell me about unforgiveness. Don't you tell me about walking in love because I don't want to because I was really hurt. Okay. I mean, there's nothing you can do there, right? But oh, if you'll get in the place, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How can they believe in who they've not heard see when you get revelation knowledge of the word of god you see it god doesn't even expect you to believe it blindly you believe it supernaturally you see it and then you choose to believe it isn't that interesting and god will in your life he shows himself strong all the time to help you to help you it says here and how i love this part How shall they hear without a preacher? Job security, right? But here's the thing, you got to keep going because otherwise it's a mess because there's a lot of preachers. But you, how can you hear without a preacher? But how can they preach unless they be sent? So you're going to hear from preachers that have been sent. There's a lot of them that just went right? That's no fun. There's no blessing in that. But oh man, what am I saying? See, how can you hear without a proclaimer? Now, is that talking about a pastor? Yeah. Is it talking about every believer? Yes. You're to be a proclaimer too. I'm telling you, God desires to send you into Omaha and this surrounding area He'll send you to your job tomorrow if you'll let him, and he'll give you the words to say. He'll send you to a grocery store. He'll send you to a gas station. He'll send you to different clubs. He'll send you all over the place. And he will tell you what to say to affect people's lives. Because they can't believe unless they hear. They can't hear unless somebody preaches, right? This is why I love it. You know, they say when you go on live stream, you'll lose 10% of your church because they'll stay home. To that, I say, so what? See, what's really cool now with technology is we can go all over the world. We're going all over the world right now from Omaha, Nebraska. And I love the world. I I really want the whole world to be saved, starting with Omaha and the surrounding areas. right? Right? So this is faith. How can they preach unless they be sent? So let me finish up real quick. I just want to read you a story. Is that okay? Matthew chapter eight. I'm only going to read a few scriptures. Matthew chapter eight, and we'll close with this tonight. Matthew chapter eight. And we'll start in verse five. I want you to see this principle of faith, and we'll talk more about this as the Lord leads us. It says in in Matthew 8, 5, And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, and he's grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Now in the literal Greek, it literally reads, Having come from heaven, I will heal him. I love that. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I'm a man under authority, right? He was a centurion. He was over a hundred Roman soldiers. Having soldiers under me, I say to this man, go and he goes, to another come and he comes, to, this, uh, to, to another come and he comes, to my servant, do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to them that followed him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Great faith is simply believing that if God said it, that's it. If he said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, I am running at that giant because I believe him. If he says, by my stripes, Tony, you were healed, I believe that. If he says, whoever is born of God is led by the Spirit of God, then I believe that. And I'll say that I'm led by the Spirit of God. Isn't that interesting? He knew this. I'm a man under authority, he said. So Jesus hears this. He marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say to you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go your way, now look at this, as you have believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame same hour go your way as you have believed so be it unto you once again you have around 70 percent in the ministry of jesus the deciding factor on whether or not a person was healed was the person's faith mark chapter 5 wound with the issue of blood your faith made you whole Now people will preach all day long incorrect doctrine that says well healing's been done away with but you'll never find anybody preach that faith's been done away with thank god faith hasn't been done away with and faith is the deciding factor so we're talking about how to stand in faith you know we're going to really hit this strong Because I I would love for you to make a list of things that you're believing God for. Look at, and and how do you make that list? Man, you sit down and look at your life. And however however it is, if it doesn't look like the word of God, God wants that change to look like what his word says. He wants you in abundance. He wants you healthy. He wants you strong. He wants you full of joy. He wants you full of peace. So you make that list, and we're going to get the word of God. You find out God's will And you grab hold of it. What I'm talking about tonight, I'll finish with this, is you're made this way. You're not made to walk by sight. That's just your flesh. Your spirit, man, tonight, whether you sense it or not, is hungry. So start living the way you are. Oh, it's such a frustrating thing. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is very hard because they're living outwardly, in a manner that they're, that's not right. Live out who you are, who you've been made in Christ. Amen?